Today we're going to get a little funky with Wolfpeck, a great band from Michigan, with a tune called Corey Wong from their album The Beautiful Game. <laughs> I got into Wolfpack thanks to a guy who I was hanging out with at a conference at Apple's WWDC conference out in San Francisco. This is many years ago. And uh, we were just chatting late one night, hanging out as one does. And he mentioned his band. He said, you know, have you ever heard of this group called Wolfpack? Because he knew I was a bass player. And I said, who? (laughs) Obviously, I'd never heard of them. And uh, he took the trouble of actually uh, finding an album on his phone, giving me a pair of headphones and sat me down and made me listen to a track called Beastly was on their first record. And... It features this incredible bass solo by Joe Dart, the bass player in Wolfpack. And it was one of those things where within 10 seconds, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to need to listen to everything this band ever makes for the rest of my life. It was just one of those instantaneous knowledge that this was a band that I was going to need to track and start following. And that's the way it is with me for most groups, with most music. I find a group that I like and I just stick with them. And this group in particular has such an incredibly interesting sound to them. They're young guys, comparatively speaking. These are guys who are like in their 20s and they're playing music that is not at all of their generation, if you will. I mean, the stuff that I was totally into when I was in high school, but even then I was too young to be into. This is stuff from the 70s and their sound is that pure funk style. You know, if you think Earth, Wind and Fire and Tower Power, all those amazing funk groups from that era. They're reproducing that in 2019, right? And it's absolutely uh, astounding to listen to uh, players that are from this newer generation, but yet have a feel for this music that it's it's so clear and so obvious that they have a true love for it, that they spent their entire childhoods growing up around this music and listening to it and just absorbing it because everything they do is played with that exact emotion and feel in it. And it is just amazing to listen to. This tune in particular, Corey Wong, is named after a guy named Corey Wong, who actually is not a member of the band, but he plays with them often. And so I guess they named this tune after him. Maybe this is something he came up with. I don't know. But like most of their tunes, this is kind of just a funk jam, really. And they do a really neat studio trick in this song, I imagine. I don't know the the whole story behind this song. But my guess is that this was a jam that they did up live one night at a show. And it went so well that they ended up wanting to bring it in on an album. But rather than just re-recording the whole song in a studio setting, what they did was they kind of do the first half of the song in the studio, reproducing the tune. And then midway through the track, they kind of flip over into the live version, which I think is a really cool, neat trick. I don't know if I quite heard that done before quite that way. But it's super astounding. And the way they did it with the studio sound of all, it's it's a completely smooth transition into the, the live version of the track. And it just sounds perfect. And they really pulled it off well. Uh, the tune has this incredible funk groove to it. And that's pretty much the staple of every Wolfpack song. Every song you're going to hear from them uh, it has this just incredible foundation. And that's mostly due to Joe Dart, their bass player. Joe is just incredible. He had the feel he has. You, know, you could tell that he was a huge fan of Rocco Prestia, that you could tell that he listened to Earth, Wind and & Fire and, and all those great funk bands because he definitely has that finesse in his bass playing. And 
just his speed at which he can play, the endless number of licks that he has over the blues, just mind-blowing. And he plays with just this incredible feel. But it's worth saying that like everyone in this band pretty much has that same kind of groove. I mean, even the parts of the song, it starts off with a guitar groove, really. And it's two different guitars. You can hear them on the left and right, which is kind of cool. One of them is Jack Stratton, one of the founding members of the band. And the other guy is Corey Wong playing. They're playing this kind of dueling guitar part. It's They're playing different parts. And, and if you're listening in headphones, it really helps because you can hear the individual players playing their different parts. And it mixes really well. But again, even just they're playing solo, when the two of them are playing, the groove is perfect. The drums on this track are by Theo Katzman. He's another member of the band. And another thing that's interesting about these guys is Theo Katzman and... Jack Stratton kind of trade off. Sometimes they're playing guitar, sometimes they're playing drums, sometimes they're playing keyboards. And you don't really notice this when you're listening to your albums, you figure it's just one person on each instrument. But then when you go see them live, you see that they just get up and move over to another part of the stage and they're constantly switching instruments. And so to have that kind of gifted playing on any instrument is fairly insane when you think about it. But they do that really well. And, and as a band, I highly encourage you to see live. They just blow the doors of the place. I saw them live in New York, one of their early shows in New York, evidently. And one of the first times they had ever played and it was a small-ish club and they packed the house with incredible crowd of young people who were just getting into this groovy funky music it was so heartening for me this old guy I was kind of the old guy in the back of the room uh, sitting there thinking like oh my god like I can't believe that this music is this popular and this well received in this day and age I guess around the time it was about 2013 2014 when I saw them it was just really really heartwarming to see a band play that well I've seen them a few other times since live and they just always blow the doors off the place their live shows are even better than their albums if you ever get a chance to go see them I would highly recommend it Basically, the structure of the song is just play the same part over and over again. In a lot of ways, it's like a classic funk tune. But at the end of every turnaround, there's this cool little stop break in bass fill. And the first time around, there's kind of a, a along with Joe Dart playing the bass fill, there's a, a bit of a keyboard kind of a bass sound, kind of an old school 70s synth playing along with him. And he does cool little run, and that's a neat fill. And then the second time around on that same lick in that same spot, as they lay down this groove for the second time, they stop and, they, and Joe Dart does a solo bass fill, which is even more incredible. And I, every time I listen to it, I just break out laughing because it's just so incredibly cool. And then instead of going into a, a bass lick for the third time, after the third time that they're playing into the groove, what they end up doing is cutting. And this is when they do this kind of magical cut into the live version. And you hear uh, Corey Wong actually going off on the guitar in a little solo piece by himself. And he's basically playing kind of a new bit of a groove. And the crowd goes wild, of course. And But the switch there is so seamless and it's just so perfect. And you know he gets this nice little solo section. And then the band builds back up around him. You hear in the crowd cheer along with him. I hear a little bit of, of Jack Stratton do a little bit of a vocal kind of thing over it as well. But it just comes back in together so well and so seamlessly.
And I love how when the band kicks back in fully and Joe Dart starts playing, basically he plays in unison with Corey's playing on his guitar part. It's a new groove. It's in the same feel as what we had before. But just hearing the two of them jam this out in unison and with the tightness of that and Theo's playing on the drums as well, just laying that backbeat in so perfectly. It just grooves. It grooves like there's no tomorrow. And you can hear the crowd is just going absolutely wild for it. And then it's time around, of course, for the turnaround. Instead of the bass fill, we get a really cool guitar fill coming in from Corey Wong. He gets his little moment in the sun there to do a cool little quick-wristed flick of the chords there at the end there, which is a nice little turnaround and then change up. Then my favorite part of the song comes around. They break it down once again. We lose the drum beat, and we end up with this kind of cool trio playing going on between... Joe Dart on bass, Corey Wong on the guitar, and Jack Stratton on the other guitar. And they're playing three kind of different parts, but they're playing it so well and together. And the really amazing part is that even though we've dropped the drum beat completely, you can hear the funk groove still happening. They still have this perfect sense of timing. And it just really, really moves and it totally cooks. And it's a great little breakdown section and absolutely fabulous, amazing playing on, on the part of all three of them here. <laughs> And then we get one last round with the drums to come back in. They fully just chug that groove out, a little more keys, and they wrap around one lower round. They do the last turnaround, and instead of a fill from anybody, we just get a break. It's an incredible stop, and there's kind of this almost uh, record downturn spinning that kind of sound, and they cut back to the last hit. And if you listen carefully, it's evident I didn't really catch it when I was listening to this for the first couple times, but if you watch the video that's out there on YouTube for it, they do a really cool visual explanation of, you, of them playing it in the studio, followed by live footage from them playing the actual live performance. And then this last hit, they actually cut back to the studio for one last downbeat. And it's back to that studio sound. And you can hear the instruments, like that subtle change in the sound that indicates that that last hit was actually cut back into the studio. I don't know how they actually ended it live, but they do that. And then they keep the crowd noise, though, so that you still get the roar of the crowd happening at the end of the song. But that last bit of the music is definitely from the studio version. really cool tune, incredibly well produced. And this band is just incredibly innovative in the way they approach the, making this kind of music popular. I just continue to marvel at the fact that music like this, music that is from a generation before mine, can be making young audiences as thrilled as they are. I mean, these days, I mean, they, they, I saw I saw them when they played at small clubs. Then I saw them in New York when they played a summer festival and it was a much bigger crowd. Now they're playing Madison Square Garden. This band just keeps growing in popularity. But, you know, they, they've always been creative. They've always been innovative in the way that they've gotten this underground f fandom going. And I just really love that. They're an indie band in the truest sense of the word. And like I said, they're resurrecting this old music style, but putting their own modern twist on it. And they're just amazing, incredibly competent players. And there's just a lot of fun to watch and listen to. Highly recommend it. You can go see their performances on YouTube. They'll just blow you away. But it, like actually seeing them live, if you ever get a chance, super recommended. Just one of the best bands to see live that's out there today. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Weekly Listen. Subscribe to this show via Apple's iTunes or wherever it is you like to get your podcasts. iTunes ratings are always helpful too, and I'd appreciate it if you'd share the show with your friends. Apple Music and Spotify links to today's track can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash theweeklylisten and become a patron. Your support will go a long way to helping me keep the show going. Speaking of support, I want to give a shout out to my executive producers on this episode, Alec and Kevin. Thank you. You help make this show possible. If you want to learn more about how you can become an executive producer on this show, go to patreon.com slash theweeklylisten. If you have any comments, suggestions, or you just want to chat with your fellow listeners about the music, you can reach out on micro.blog at theweeklylisten. I encourage everyone to join the conversation. Thanks, and we'll be back next week with more music. 